you for listening to this message from the Northgate. I was going to speak on something after my sister had spoke. I was really motivated off of what she said. But I was sitting today, and I was just like, a sense of gratitude came over my heart for this city. And so I wanted to kind of speak on that tonight, just like how grateful I am for everything. Uh, this city, we've transformed it, and I'm grateful for the city. But how could you be grateful for something before you're grateful for what created it? So it's the same way with God. You can be grateful for a person, but how could you be grateful for them before you're grateful for the one that made them the way they are? And so, I mean, I just want to sit here for a moment and just... It was awesome how we started before the music played. We all had to get up and say something we were thankful for. I didn't tell my dad to do that. That was kind of spontaneous on him, and it kind of matched perfectly. Um, I'm just I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. We have transformed a culture here, I think. And it's not like done. It's not like the whole culture shifted yet, but it's starting to. I've started to notice some of my friends are picking up habits from me that I didn't even know that they had. Some of my friends, I found out have like a devotion life and it's just amazing what we can do and how much of an impact we actually are. Um, I'm going to read off a one uh, verse today. It's 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 10. Um, And it says, we are like common clay jars that carry glorious treasure within. That kind of sums up everything. I'm so grateful. We carry this. We are the reason this culture is shifting, and we're the region. We're the reason that we're walking in revival right now. Like people could say that we're not in it right now because there's not like 11 p.m. services and stuff. But I mean, there kind of are. <laughs> Two weeks ago, when your brother and Maddie walked in, and then Gabby, like, it doesn't matter how long it goes. It just matters in what happens in there, and that's another way we're shifting the culture we have like the people that have I don't want to say run away but have kind of lost their place they're starting to come back because they've heard the sound again and it's calling out to them Um, and that's all because of us and what we're doing Um, and so even to to like some of our friends in the public school or people in the public school or the city that don't see us as these amazing people yet It says, it's just like in this verse, we are like common clay jars, but we carry a glorious treasure. Sorry. And just like, they might see us as normal people, but once this world starts starts to shift, there's going to be a couple names in the history books that people thought were ordinary Joes and now are game changers. Um, After that, it says, um, so that we... so that the extraordinary or overflow of power will be seen in God's, not ours. Revival. People will see God and not stuff made from man. Verse 8 says, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times we don't know what to do. Quitting is not an option still. Come on. Even if it doesn't look like it's fully shifting, we're starting to see it already. Like, I think we know this. There's no way we can quit now. We're already halfway up the mountain. Why would you just take the same amount of steps for no reason? There's only one way up from now. There's only one way to go from now. So quitting is not an option. There's way too much happening now. Like we're starting to build something almost like a dynasty. Like 
there's something going on to where if we keep going, there will be a huge legacy carrying out of Streetsboro. And Apostle said not too long ago, I think it was a couple months ago, that each arc carries the same amount of power and presence that he carries in his arc. And we're definitely starting to see that now. I think we can all testify on stuff we've seen that has the same amount of power and glory as the homestead in Mobile. Like healings nonstop. We're seeing healings right now with Mama's hearing and vision and my back injury and cancer. Like it's healings coming. There's restoration happening in families. I know there's people starting to reconnect with ones that they don't talk to anymore. There's people coming back that were heartbroken from from this place in this city that are starting to be healed again in their hearts and just there's way too much now to quit we are starting to build a dynasty and we are the foundation of it we are persecuted by others but God has not forsaken us we may be knocked down but we are not out we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the rest resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity that's pretty much walking and being a light to everybody else so Jesus through our humanity is walking through the halls and you're not the person you used to be you have a completely different glow about you and there's just something different about the way you walk and that's Jesus through your humanity and I want to say just Jesus in your identity because like I feel like humanity is what we left behind it's almost we're walking in a spiritual godly form now. We're not our human, like we're not in the world, the human world right now. We're in a spiritual realm and everybody else is starting to pick that up in their spirit. That's why in their physical form and what they pretend to be, they're trying to fight it off on the inside. They know they can't help it. That's why every time somebody from that public school system comes in, they can't help but cry and can constantly, constantly cry because their spirit hears it. They're hearing the sound, they're, hear, they're feeling the air, they're smelling like the presence. There's something going on in the spiritual realm that everybody else will start to pick up. And so I'm just so thankful for what we've started here. And there's only one way to go, and that's up. And I mean, I'm so excited to see what we're going to carry. And we can't do that until we fully love ourselves and we realize what his love is actually worth. Like, think about how much your parents love you. They, like, truly, truly love you. And they probably love you more than any human being on this planet. They're, like, 0.000000001% of God's love. That's, like, hard to comprehend, but it's true. His love is unimaginable. So if he loves us that much, how can we just be sitting up in the front row, hands in our pockets? Okay, yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a uh, karaoke Christian singer. <laughs> like, no. If God loves us this much, we have to show love back. We might not measure up to the same amount of love, but we got to give all that we can. Like, every amount of love that's in us, that's why I say God comes first. God comes first, but, you know, I really like this game, or I really like this person. Come on, be real. Like, you know, she wants to go out Friday, so I'll call off the prayer meeting then. I'll go out with her. Bring her. Come on. Bring him. Better be a him over there. <laughs> Bring him. Like, God comes first. No food, no person, no activity comes before him. 
And that's how it should be. And I know right now some of y'all are, like, laughing this off, like, yeah, it's a joke, whatever. But, like, I'm being for real. Like, all of us, to an extent, still deal with that. Like, Steelers game's on. I'm going to go sit back at the house, worship the devil, watch the Steelers, you know, the usual stuff. (laughs) But, like... There's still stuff we deal with like that, and that's where we kind of need to, it's not block that stuff out, but it's don't let it come first. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we just, and the Raiders, Toby, and Auburn. I know how you work. Shoot. Bama, I'm not even talking about Bama. They suck. (laughs) But, like, he's so awesome. And the stuff he's doing is awesome. Like, we could say that we're doing this, but he's really doing it. <laughs> like, Maddie, I was, my parents were talking to Maddie when they came in two weeks ago. They said she woke up with a certain urge to come to the church. We didn't go and send, like, a voicemail, like, hey, come to the church. She woke up. God was calling her in. She was calling her spirit in. And they can't help it. Eventually, that spirit's going to keep tugging and tugging. It's like if you're, I'm going to use a football reference. If you're running in football and a defensive player grabs you from the jersey and just yanks you back, you ain't fighting that. So even though the humanity in us wants to run away, run away, that spirit's pulling back. He's like, I want this. This is real. This is what shifts the world. This is what keeps everybody alive more than 50 years. And I know last time, I think the average life of a human being was like 74 But the way things are going now, it's going to start. And that's because we're running away from what's good for us. That's health and, like, food and exercise. But that's also in, like, the spiritual realm. We're running away from God. And some people, like, they force themselves to do bad things so that they don't stick close with God. But that spirit is going to keep tugging and tugging. It don't matter how many drugs you do. It doesn't matter how how much alcohol you drink. That spirit is going to keep tugging and tugging until you can't no more. And that's what I'm believing for some of the people that have left. Um, Specifically, I'm not saying with, like, stuff they've done, but, like, the Hunter and Chris, I just, I've been praying for them recently, and I feel they're going to be back here soon. And it doesn't matter how much they do. It doesn't matter how much they try to force themselves away. That spirit's going to keep tugging and tugging. And so that only can happen with our prayers and faith in him. It's like that prophetic word I had a couple weeks ago, almost a month ago, revival and everything you want to happen, it happens the second you fully believe it. In that movie, The Polar Express, he couldn't hear that bell until he was convinced that it was that it was real. And so we won't see that stuff come to pass until we are fully convinced. Like, yeah, I think Russell will come back, but, you know, it's up to him, really. That's not fully believing. Like, we have the authority to speak it into life. That's like why when Bridget, a couple of days ago at the prayer meeting, when we were praying for her, we spoke it into authority. Like she will not be sick. She will not pass. Um, and the second that's fully believed, stuff like that will come to pass. And so Hunter and Chris are not drawn away. They're coming back. You got to speak it into authority. We have power in our tongue. And us believing in the power in our tongue is what gets stuff to happen. Because, like, let's say your your parents are taking you to go pick a Christmas gift out. Like, hey, 
do you want this on your wish list or whatever? I don't know if y'all do that, but I do that. Um, and if your parents like see you like, yeah, I like this. Do you really want it? Like if I'm going to waste 50 bucks on this thing, you're going to play with it? Eh, maybe not. I love this toy, dude. It's got like cannons on the arms. Dude, 100% sold. Come on. Your parents will get you that for Christmas. It's the same way with God. You know, like, I want to be free of this addiction, but at the same time, I don't hate it. No, I want to be done with this. God, take over full control. Like, we need to start speaking with power in our tongues. We are powerful. We have the same amount of power and authority that apostle has. He said it himself. So we just need to start walking in it. Start walking with your head held high. No more depression. Just be grateful for everything. And don't let nothing bring you down. When you are really confident, like you just got these new shoes and you're walking around, ain't nobody going to bring you down, bro. Ain't nobody going to look at those shoes like, mm, nasty. <laughs> you kidding, bro? <laughs> $200 nasty. <laughs> um, and so we just need to start walking in that with our prayer life. Like, it's going to happen. Come on. Like, this is happening right now. Like, Maddie and Colton are coming back again. They're not just going to do a little visit every once in a while. They're coming back. We're going to see addictions broken. I literally, I've been praying with authority that drugs will be, like, illegal. I know they're illegal to sell, but illegal to use. Like, you can't smoke anymore. Like, that'll be banned because there will be such a presence in here that you can't get anything in front of the Lord. No addiction, no nothing. And so the more we start speaking with power in our tongue, the more we'll see this come to pass. Um, I'm going to pray, and then whatever you guys want to do next. Um, But God, I just pray, God, that just God, thank you so much for everything you're doing in us and the people around us. God, I thank you for the restaurants you're starting to put into this city and all the stores, God, that we prayed for. God, I'm thankful for all the people we're starting to see again, God. God, I'm thankful for the power you've stored inside of us that we are creating in your image. And God, that we have the authority for when we really truly believe it, it'll come to pass. And God, I'm just praying right now, God, that everybody in this place will start being fully convinced in what they speak. I know Trent kept saying, let's walk in authority. But I want to change just one word. Let's start walking in confidence. And that's every adult, that's every teenager in this room. Stop thinking less than for yourself. Stop. You'll realize the authority that you have in the name of Jesus when you start walking in confidence. And there was a time where I believe I walked in confident warfare. Would you not agree with that? I I was confident in the warfare. Now it's about to be confident in the love. There's a difference. When you guys were little kids, I'm going to tell a story that Mike was there so that you know how true this is. And this is how confident I was in spiritual warfare. There was a man that used to attend this church, and some of you will know his name. His name was Scotty. Scotty struggled with alcoholism and his identity. And if I was able to 
minister to him in confident love the way I had the confidence to war. I may have been able to save his life. And there may come a day that I get the opportunity to minister to him in confident love. Or God is so good, God will send someone else to minister to Scotty in confident love. But one night, just like many of us, Scotty had had encounters with God and the tears and the shaking. And I watched that man have deep encounters with Jesus. But life kept grabbing him, false identity. And one night, his wife had called us and said, Scotty's drinking. He's drunk. She was scared because he struggled with alcoholism. And when he began to drink, he began to be angry. One of the things that you need to understand about alcohol or liberty, number one, the Bible says you should never be drunk, which means you should always be in full control. Okay? Do not be drunk with wine. Because what happens when you begin to step into anything that would alter your heart or your mind, what comes out of the heart. That's why I don't think you should take prescription drugs. I don't think you should drink if you're sad. Because that's what's going to come out, more sadness. That's why anytime you saw wine in the Bible, you saw it for celebration. That was it. That, listen, that was it. Celebration only. So we get a phone call. I call Big Mike. I said, man, we're going to go rescue Scotty. We're going to go do it. Big Mike said, you sure? You better believe it because I was confident in war. I was confident in warfare. And when I went there, I had one thing on my mind. It was confrontation. And I can be bigger, stronger, louder, more convincing. I felt like that was authority. Crazy enough, God loved me to think that my idea was right. Because when I walked up in that man's house, I should have got beat up. Just going to be honest with you. Scotty didn't know we were there. Me and Big Mike knocked on the door. She opened the door. We walked straight up in his house, walked straight past the living room, walked into the kitchen. There's Scotty and his brother drinking alcohol. I walked straight over, snatched both beers out of their hands, walked over to the sink, poured them both out, went back to the table and sat down. Scotty's brother looked at me. I didn't know who Phil was. Never met him in my life. Heard stories. He said, there's two things here. You're either crazy or God's with you. He said, because ain't nobody in my life ever walked up to me, never said a word, ripped my beer out of my hand, and lived to tell about it. And he said, so I'm going to trust that God's with you. Because I don't know if I want to find out if you're crazy. I would say sitting there, there's probably a little bit of both, Tamani. But he didn't know that. I was able to tell that story when I used to travel and preach and it would give people hope and confidence in war but at the end of the day 
was Scotty's life transformed because of a extravagant action? It wasn't. It wasn't. I wonder what would have been more accomplished rather than march up in somebody's house to actually watch. Rather wait till God dealt with Scott's heart and Scott come in vulnerability. And what would it look like of what he gripped tightly? Trenton talked about gripping things tightly tonight. And I think for me, I have more authority today because I've learned to let things go. See, when Maddie and Colton walked up in here and Gabby, I didn't warfare them back here. I actually let them go. And God began to deal with Madison. And her walk in here and tears run down her face. See, if you want to make a difference, it's not how tightly you grab a hold of something. As a matter of fact, if I held on to this and kept squeezing it and kept squeezing it and kept squeezing it, you know what would happen over time? What's in this that actually has value for me would actually burst open. See, right now it wouldn't. But if I kept squeezing it tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now, this would eventually wear out. And a lot of things we're wanting to change, we're squeezing onto. Because this, this is authority. This is one way of authority. I can force authority. I can force it. But in forcing it, I may lose what's the value in it. And if I force authority, it doesn't have love in it. God operates in love. It's time for us to operate in confident love. And the first message of confident love is what Trent said. We've been building something here for years. What's it take to build something for years? Patience. Kindness. So I think if we can learn anything today, don't try to force, don't even try to force change in your own life. When you begin to bring change, whether it's in your health or whether it's in a routine, do it gently. Don't, I'm going to forcefully lose weight and I'm going to forcefully wear my makeup like this and I'm going to forcefully, I'm going to change this. Oh man, no. Take a deep breath. One moment decision at a time. One 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 decision at a time. That night, I busted into a man's house. I took a beer out of his hand. I started confronting him. He felt guilty, but he didn't find change. He felt guilty, but he didn't feel, didn't find change. Whatever you're wanting to change in your world, allow love to do it. Patience, kindness. Patience, kindness. Listen to me. Don't try to be like the world. 
love is authentic. If we're going to change a culture and build a dynasty, then I'm going to have to enjoy the journey. And right now, God is doing some amazing things. And not at a fast pace, but it's big and it's amazing. Mike, you feeling anything? So here's what I want to do. I love doing visuals with teenagers. Better take one because you're going to cry. Better get ready, you're all you're just going to cry. Adults, you better get ready. You're probably going to cry too. You're going to cry. You better get ready. If you're a crier, see, Jen's already got hers. One team moment. Cry, you're gonna get snot everywhere. I love youth pastoring because you can just, to me, you can have more fun with kids than you can adults. Water bottle, right? I pay for everything so I can do this. You want to see what's natural? You ready to see what's natural? There are people, there are personality traits, there are things that aren't really you and you think they are and you're holding on to them. It's actually stealing your confidence because if I stood like this forever eventually my arm would get tired my hand would weak and guess what would naturally happen everybody look you ready ready what are you hanging on to who are you hanging on to what words are you hanging on to that's actually stealing your confidence that you can't operate in your true authority and you know what the word authority is? It's one who settles issues. And force doesn't always have to happen to settle issues. So who and what and words and ideas and ideologies and the way I look and the way I dress am I hanging on to, hanging on to, hanging on to and I'm actually getting tired and I feel like I've been dropped. the scripture says don't quit don't quit we got a whole generation that for 30 years will hang on to vaping and 30 years will hang on to alcoholism and they just keep feeling like they're being dropped they just keep feeling like they're being dropped because somebody told them in authority that they gave this is what you're supposed to do this is who you're supposed to hang out with this is what it's supposed to act like this is this is what who's telling you to carry something. That's authority. But authority never equals confidence. But confidence can equal authority. Because real confidence in love, in confident love, who you're really supposed to be, in confident love, you can start walking in authority that settles issues. Look at me. 
issues. What's your issues? When you look in the mirror and you don't feel whole. That's what an issue is. An issue is I can't look myself the amazing beauty that God created. I can't look myself in a mirror and love me. So how can I ever love anybody else? This is why divorce is at a rate that it's at. This is why ideologies are at a rate. Skyrocket abortions. You think of all the trouble. All the trouble stems from somebody told you to hang on to something that you were never supposed to carry. It could be a word of how you look. Could be a relationship. Could be, hey, vape this, drink this, do that. And to you, it's feeling heavy. But to God, everybody stand up. Stand up. There's not one burden you carry. But I want you to think about this. Look how beautiful this tissue is. Look at this. God wanted your life to be free. Well, come on, grab a hold of some. You know what you're holding on to. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. Because this is that's how you treat that relationship that God's going, man, that don't make you feel right. That, rela- that person don't make you feel right. That person. Confident love. Guess what confident love does? Come on, look, look at how many of our lives have felt like this. People's words, things that I'm holding on to. How many of our lives have felt like this? This is what I want you to do. I want you to think about what Trent said. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think about weight. Squeeze it. I want you to think about weight. Squeeze it. Well, what weight am I supposed to think about? The one that when you get around friends, you can't be you. You don't talk like you. You don't walk like you. You don't act like you. You're not laughing like you. You're not free like you. God forbid, God forbid anybody in here is doing self-harm. Anybody in here is thinking suicidal. God forbid. God please deal with the heart of anybody that even has a thought to take their own life. Deal with it, Lord, because somebody lied to them. If anybody in here is vaping, anybody in here is addicted, anybody in here is addicted to nicotine, anybody in here is addicted to alcohol, man, you don't have to grip that thing. I want you to grip it. Make a fist. Grip it. Because that's how you feel at times. You feel tight. I can feel the circulation of my hand don't feel right. The function of who I am. Squeeze it. I mean squeeze it. Because that's how you feel some days. Adults or kids in this room. Squeeze it. 
feel like the pressure is being taken. The breath is being taken out of your life. That's not how God wants you to live. Your job shouldn't do that to you. Your teammates, your friends, your family. Now I want you to look at that again. Look at it. Now feel, feel the pressure leaving. Feel the pressure leaving. Now I want you to just let it go. And that's how easy it is. That's how easy it is. That's how easy it is. And you know what I don't want anybody in here to do? I don't want you to pick it up. I don't want you to pick that up because that actually means something to you. That means something to you tonight. Something is stealing from you. And that represents it. And you're not allowed to pick it back up. You know why she's not allowed to pick it back up? Because there's a father present in her life that says, I'll help remove it from you. I'll tell you who you really are. I'll tell you who you really are. I'll tell you who you really are. And I'll pick up your mess. That's what authority does. That's what confident love does. Confident love comes by and says, that can't identify you anymore. Can't trouble you. You're allowed to look in the mirror and love yourself. So I'll remove that. That's what the love of Jesus does. The love of Jesus comes of what you've been squeezing. And the love of Jesus says, I'm not going to let that false identity torment you anymore. Oh, if I could have showed Scotty this. Because it wasn't forcefully taking it. It was getting in an environment where the love of God can begin to come in and say, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up on my life. My life is too amazing. My life is, come on. Don't give up. Don't give up on this. The world has yet to see the treasure in here. But there's a false world that wants everybody. This is not the treasure. The Bible says the treasure's in here. And the hardness of the jar. So Abba comes in and says, you won't be a part of that conversation anymore. You won't let those friends make you do something to be accepted. I get to be accepted by Jesus the way that I am. I get to be accepted. If many adults would have heard this message, we would have never been addicted to nicotine. We never would have been addicted to alcohol. We never would have been addicted to drugs. We never would have dressed a certain way, acted a certain way, walked a certain way, think that we got to do this, do that to be loved. You can't forcefully change it. You have to let go of it. You have to let go of it. You have to let go. So Father, whatever we're holding on to, from the oldest to the youngest in this room, Whatever we're holding on to, we give it to you tonight. We give it to you. We give you our relationships. We give you our mind. Abba, I give you my heart. I give you my worry. Adults in the room, give your worry to Jesus. Come on, give your worry to Jesus. Quit holding on to it. Give your, give your fear to God. 
give, come on, find hope in Jesus. Come on, surrender to Him. Give it to Him. Come on, let the tears begin to flow out of your belly. It's living water, I give it to you. I give it to you, God. Whatever's damming up my joy, I give it to you. Whatever's damming up my personality, I give it to you. I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you. I give it to you, God. Whatever is damming up my river of life, I give it to you, Jesus. Come on, receive joy. Receive laughter. Receive confident love tonight. Receive confident love. Telling you, man, I feel something in you. I feel authority, but not warfare. I feel the love of God penetrating confidence. Be confident in who you are. Be confident when you look in that mirror tomorrow. Be confident. Whatever sports you play, whatever instrument you play, whatever you love to do, be confident in you. Be confident. Because God didn't make a mistake. You know how you continue to walk in confidence? Focus on the good, the pure, the holy, the righteous. Get away from the negative. Anything that makes you think less than, that is negative. And I'm going to get away from that. I'm going to get away from those words. I'm going to get away from it. I'm going to get away from it. Because I was meant to be confident. How does any baseball, softball player get out of a slump who hasn't got a hit in a long time? Get confident. You already know how to swing the bat. You already know how to go up to the plate. You already know. You're just lacking one thing. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. There was an old movie called Mr. Baseball. Man couldn't hit anything. He gets an old Asian man as his hitting coach. You know what that man does? That man does everything possible to irritate the heck out of that individual until he says, what, when am I finally going to hit? When you asked, let's go ahead. When he put his focus on what he really wanted and what he was designed to do, that's when he got what he wanted. Quit trying to fill your voids with other things. God designed you to be you. And if you try to be anything other than you, then you'll feel like this hanging on to a weight that eventually wears out and falls to the ground and you lose what is about be confident tonight when you leave be confident tomorrow when you wake up because God has never made a mistake I can't find anywhere in here where God made a mistake God didn't make a mistake God didn't make a mistake. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com.
click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.